Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic Audio Replay Podcast. Marketing Experiments is an internet marketing research laboratory. The web clinic you are about to hear was broadcast live to an international audience of marketing professionals. Sign up to be invited to future web clinics, as well as gain access to all of our online marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. All right. Good afternoon. Thank you, Dan. My name is Austin McCraw. I am filling in for Dr. Flint McLaughlin today. He is out on the road teaching in Madrid, Spain, the landing page optimization course. And he asked me and John Powell to step into the studio and walk you through some of our most compelling and interesting, insightful case studies related to shopping carts. We have many case studies to walk through with you today. We're approaching the holiday season. I'm sure for many of you on the line, it's crunch time. You're trying to get things done. You have a lot of things coming at you. You're trying to tie in all the loose ends that are going on with the, the holiday shopping season that is quickly approaching. We're, sens- we're sensitive to that. And what we want to do today, we just want to hopefully help you. We just want to walk you through some potentially small things you can do on your website to generate some lifts this holiday season. We're looking specifically at shopping carts. As I mentioned, John Powell, the senior, re- senior manager of research and strategy at MacLabs, will be joining me today. He is, uh, he's, he's one of the analysts that have, been worked, have worked on quite a few of the case studies we're looking at this afternoon. Uh, he's become somewhat of an expert on the topic of shopping carts. He's gotten huge lifts for many big companies. And so we're going to be bringing him in, using his expertise, uh, hopefully abusing him just a little bit. And uh, we're hopefully at the very end of this call, we'll be looking at your live websites, your shopping carts. And John will be, will be coming in and providing analysis and hopefully uh, even helping specific people on the call today. Again, my name is Austin McCraw. I am a senior editorial analyst here at Mech Labs. I work directly with Dr. Flint McLaughlin on all his content endeavors. I work on his books, his presentations, the thing he's doing in Madrid right now, did all those presentations, uh, this, this presentation. So essentially, uh, one, of, one, of the, one of my great joys and kind of my uh, privileges in Mech Labs, I kind of get to, to sit up here and watch all the case studies that are coming in through the labs. I get to see them uh, every day. There's many, many, many case studies. And I get to, to be on the team that's looking at them, analyzing them, and, and packaging them to share with our audience. And so... That's really what we're going to be doing today uh, in, in relation to shopping cart. A couple just, just kind of items to get out of the way on the front end. Um, this is very important, but I just want to say this. These clinics are made free to you by our sponsors. And today's sponsor is Act On. I would encourage you to check them out. They're a great service provider, but uh, ultimately the reason why you're on here today free of charge is because of them. So, so thank you, Act On. Uh, and then here's one thing that the social media people here in our office are, 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 are asking me to tell you. Use hashtag WebClinic during this call, if you can. We have people monitoring that. We have people interacting with that. So if you want to get your questions answered, if you want to give us feedback, feel free to use that. Also, you can use the GoToWebinar feature provided, the question and answer feature provided by GoToWebinar. Hopefully, we're going to be using that a lot today. Our goal is to make this a highly interactive session. I want to help you. Oftentimes, on these webinars, we're very theoretical. We kind of talk about some of the depths, the philosophical points of marketing. Well, today, we're going to take it to the surface. We're going to bring it and make it 
actionable, practical. So that's our goal. And so we want you to interact with us. We want you to engage with us today. That You're going to get value out of it if you can engage with us. So just to do that, just to kind of wet our lips here and end and, and, and the interaction, I want to, want to test your marketing intuition. What I mean here, we're going to show you some of the case studies that we're going to be uh, talking about today. But we're just going to show you the, the, the two versions that were tested and ask you to pick which of these two versions you think will win. So, for instance, look at the versions you see on your screen right now. Version A and version B. I want to practice here. Take a look at the pages and answer, look at them carefully, which of these two do you think will generate more cart completions. I'm watching your answers come in right now. Use your question and answer feature provided by GoToWebinar. Which of these two versions, version A or version B? Okay, good. I see your answers coming in. I'm going to walk over to this. Okay, I see a lot of A's. A, 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 B. Okay, I see a couple B's coming in. Good, good. Uh, excellent, excellent. Let's try this again. Here's, here's, here's another one. This one might be a little bit easier. So it looks like that first example, it's leaning towards a, with maybe about 20% of the audience saying B. Here's a second example. Take a look at it. Take in the page. Which of these do you think will generate more cart completions? Okay, I see your answers coming in right now. B, 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 A, 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 B, A. Now, I want to ask you this. If you're saying B, why? Why B? If you're saying A, why A? Why do you think A will win? Tell me right now. What is it about B that you, that you think? Is it, what is it? Okay, see clear eye path, security seals, lead you through the process, large guarantee, okay, good, good, trusted symbol, clear path, excellent. For A, less distraction, okay, very interesting. Here's another one. This is, this is a very interesting test. I like this test. I've always wondered this. Version A, if you ever wondered, like, does a cart summary help or hurt conversion? So version A, we ran a test where there was no cart summary, and B, we ran a test where we had a cart summary. And so ask yourself, which of these two, version A, without cart summary, or version B with cart summary, which of these will generate more conversions? B for sure. B. 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 Okay. Okay. Why B? Okay, gives you one more chance to buy with cart summary, no doubt. Uh, you know, honestly, this is interesting because there has not been an A vote on this test. And, and, and there's a lot of people incredibly confident that B is going to win. It'll be interesting to see that test. I hope you're right. Here's, here's the final one. Test your market intuition. Version A or version B. A, a, a kind of listed out selection process or, a, or kind of a simple, shorter selection process. A or B. A B, A, B. Wow, this is like a 50 split here. You guys are alternating back and forth between A and B. Okay, okay, looks like B starting the pool ahead. All right, I'm going to call that one an even split. All right, so here's what I want to do. You guys, you guys did excellent. I appreciate you engaging on this. We're going to start walking through some case studies right now. Uh, but I know you probably want to know the results. We're going to get to them today. You're going to see which of these, whichever way you voted, was, was right or, or was wrong. So stick with us. We're going to be talking about today. But we're going to jump right into our first case study. It's an experiment working with a whole cell uh, a retail of wholesale collector items. The goal of this test was to increase the conversion rate, to increase the checkout uh, uh, finishes. That was our goal. And we, uh, I just want you to notice this. 
And here, here's the story behind this, this, this case study. It's, it's very important to notice. When our analysts were, were looking at this page, and John's going to talk about this a little bit later, but it's important that you see this. They were analyzing the conversion process. They were looking from the beginning until the end. They were looking to find where is it that people are falling out? Where is it in the conversion process that people are stumbling? Where are they having issues? Where are we having drop-off and conversion? As you can see, there was one step in the conversion, in the checkout process specifically, that we were losing 20% of the audience, and it was a particular, uh, it, was, it was a motivated audience because they were in the shopping cart. And so the hypothesis was, if we could go in there, make a little tweak, get an improvement there, it might potentially generate a lot of revenue. Well, look what we did. Don't focus on the details here yet of what we did. We're going to be analyzing this test later. But just notice that it was a small tweak. We didn't, the two pages side by side, this was the step in the, in the cart we were just looking at. The two pages side by side, there's not a whole lot of difference here. We didn't have to break the CMS. We didn't have to do a whole lot to make a change here. And it only led to a 5% increase in total conversion. It's not, I mean, if, if you're on our calls, you often see us present triple-digit gains, you know, 100, 200% increase. This is a 5% gain. It wasn't very much. But listen, it was in the right spot. This 5% gain generated a $500,000 increase in revenue per year. Guys, this is what we want to do with you today. You don't, you, you don't have a whole lot of time to make a whole lot of changes on your shopping cart. We understand that. You have a lot of deadlines. But if you could go in and make the right change in the right place, it could potentially pay off huge for you. So that's our goal. And here's the main principle you need to understand from this case study. Here's what you need to understand. Effective tests are not simply designed to achieve a valid result, but a valuable result. The goal of a test, as Dr. McLaughlin says all the time, is not just to get a lift, but to get a learning. But listen to this. Some learnings are more strategic than others. And as a marketer, what you have to do, you have to be scanning your conversion process from from beginning to end, identifying where is it, where is it in the funnel that people are falling out. And I, 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 love, I love marketing. I love marketers. I have nothing against marketers. And I don't in any mean, or any, and, 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 and I, I consider myself a marketer. I don't mean it in any sense uh, derogatory here, but marketing that we are, all a marketer is at this point is like a glorified plumber. <sighs> I mean, uh, really, uh, what we're doing is we're, we're watching a, a pipeline or a funnel, if you will, right? And we're looking for where is it that people are leaking? Where are they falling out? And our job is to go in and, and just plug that leak. What you can understand is your, your revenue potentially is leaking significantly. There are, there are organizations we've worked with. And it's taken us, it, 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 I remember one organization in particular, it took us a month because of all the technical difficulties to get a test running on their site. And we finally got it running. We got like a 30% gain. It was big. We were all excited. But you know what the reality was? How much, how much did we lose in that month it took us to get up and running? I don't want to scare you away from this clinic in any sense, but just think about it. You're, you're, you're Funnel is leaking now. How many people are potentially falling out of your funnel even on this web clinic? So what we want to do today is we want to come and we want to teach you how to do this. We do this all the time. You can look at this. This is a simplified chart, but essentially it's, it's pointing out the issue here. We're identifying where in the funnel we 
think we can get conversion gains. You see the 10%, the 6%, the 30%. Those are all our anticipated lists at different places in the conversion funnel. And then we translate that into revenue. And this enables us, we call this a, internally, we, it's much more complicated than this, but it, internally we call this a summary profit analysis or a sensitivity analysis, but what it does is it enables us to identify where in the funnel, where in the pipeline is it optimal for us to go in and optimize. Essentially, we're optimizing our optimization. That's what we're doing today. And for, for e-commerce companies, here's the premise of the clinic today, for e-commerce companies, probably the most strategic place for you to optimize right now during holiday season as it's approaching is the shopping cart. What you've got to understand is there's two reasons. You have more motivated people coming to your site right now. Then you, I mean, it, it, we talk a lot about, you know, like uh, there's a fishing analogy with marketing, right? So you're trying to cast a, cast a line and, and, and lure fish in and, and kind of get them on the shore. Listen, the holiday season is the one time of year fish are jumping out of the water to come to you. They're incredibly motivated. They're eager to buy from you. It's so strange. They come to your site knowing what they want. They, they, they have their own internal natural urgency. So that's... Bottom line is, you've got to take advantage of that. It's happening now. And here's the other piece. The reason why the shopping cart is so strategic is because of the converging funnel path. What do I mean by that? If you're a traditional e-commerce site, you have a standardized shopping, across, a shopping cart across your entire website. Meaning no matter what channel you came in, no matter what products you purchased, you're all being fed through the same shopping cart. It is likely, depending on how many products you have, your shopping cart might be the most visited page of your website. That's insane. It's, 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 it's an incredible opportunity. If you can make a tweak, a change, to increase conversion in the shopping cart, listen, it applies site-wide. You could spend your time, you may be spending your time right now trying to figure out, how do, I, how, do I, how do I change the messaging on this product? Or how do I change the messaging on this product? Listen, listen, go to the shopping cart, make a simple change, and it applies across all products, all site-wide. Hugely. That's why if you get a 5% gain in a shopping cart, it means $500,000 more per year. And so, here's, here's the caveat, and, and you may be saying this right now to yourself as I'm talking, yeah, but uh, shopping carts are kind of difficult to change. I mean, I hear the point, and, I, and, and we hear that often from marketers. Shopping carts are difficult. A lot of times they're out-of-the-box solutions. A lot of times they come with complicated CMSs. <coughs> Excuse me. And to make a change in the shopping cart often requires, even a simple change sometimes requires programming. Well, here's what we want to do today. We want to walk you through. All right, we, we, we realize that challenge. We face that challenge ourselves. What we want to do is we want to walk you through six, six small things. Now, we're, we're trying to factor in CMSs as best we can. We want to walk you through six small things that you can do on your site, hopefully in the next couple of days, before Thanksgiving break, that'll increase the sales you get this holiday season. So that's our goal. And so with that, I'm just going to jump straight into this. Again, this is a practical clinic. Uh, hopefully you find it very valuable. We're going to be walking through 14 different case studies. So the first one is this. Tweak number one, removing unnecessary steps. Might seem kind of obvious, but listen, common knowledge isn't common practice. I cannot tell you how many times we see from shopping cart to shopping cart. I don't know what it is, but I see from shopping cart to shopping cart, people have 
unnecessary steps. And John, I'm going to invite John Powell. He's going to walk through a, a case study that we looked at earlier in which that was the situation. John? Thanks, Austin. So um, let's all talk a little bit about this case study. Uh, a little bit of background. We've got a research partner. Here's a fitness company. Primary sell fitness uh, training content, like books and such, and they also sell equipment. Uh, our goal here was to increase the amount of sales that this group is achieving with these things. So a research question going straight to the checkout process is an opportunity. Which one of our processes will result in a higher conversion rate? Let's take a closer look. Uh, you guys remember this from earlier. What we've got here is we've got something standard. You've got a product page, and then from there, you've got a little pop-up that says, hey, it's added to the cart, you want to continue shopping. Summary page, and then you go straight into the form. Well, we wanted to understand what would be the effect of this. Remember that? Remember that? We looked at it earlier today. So does this page really matter, um, or and specifically for this research partner, does it matter for them and for their particular business and their customer buying process? So we asked you guys earlier in the clinic which yep. one you guys voted yep. for, with or without. And if I remember, everybody was uh, voting for with, right? Yep. No brainer. And we had it switched at the beginning. Everyone voted for version B, which right now is the control at the top with a cart summary. So, so just remember that. So what did our audience teach us? Oh. Okay. Um, <coughs> it looks like in this case, everyone, that, that summary, that, that cart kind of check, make sure I've got everything right in there, page, un necessary. Now, I'm not going to say that's true for everybody, but right. specifically for this partner in this industry and for the products and the things that they're selling, we're missing a 28.6% yes. increase yes. in conversions. Yes. Excellent, John. And, and, and a little side note here, this underscores the importance of testing. Now, there were some of the things when we were guessing at the beginning that you guys got right. We'll review those in a minute. But that one you guys got wrong, and everyone was confident that it was the, the review process that would, would convert. But listen, this is an example of where marketing intuition went wrong. And actually testing helped us discover that, you know what, removing that step, uh, that step was unnecessary, and removing it would increase conversion. So that's an example. You might be able to go into your shopping cart and find different place, places where you can remove steps or even forms. Let me show you some examples before we've done this. So here's an example. You don't have to see the entire page. With an eight-step or a seven-step process, what we did is we removed two order confirmations in a cart account registration. We removed it from seven to four. What do you think the gain was? Increased conversion by 69%. Guys, this is in the shopping cart. This is a big deal. 69% gain in the shopping cart is huge. Here's another example. A four-step process. We simply removed an account registration. Now, this is kind of interesting. Uh, most, for some reason, I don't know where, where, where this started, but most out-of-the-box carts require you to register to purchase. Let me tell you this. That often hurts conversion Amazingly. And in fact, if it's just, oftentimes it's just a checkbox in the CMS. No, don't require them to register. You can, you can move that to the end of the funnel. Right? You don't, you, after they've purchased, come in and then give them the option to set up an account. But if you require, it's like asking them to jump over like the Great Wall of China to purchase a product. Don't do, I mean, we don't do that whenever we're shopping at a gas station. You don't walk up with a Coke uh, and say, hey, I'd like to purchase this in the gas station. A person say, hey, you're going to have to register with this gas station before you can buy that. That's not the way it works. So why are we doing that online? All right, and that's just a side note there. But the point is this. 
Go through your shopping cart. Identify the things that are unnecessary. If you can, remove them. Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's very easy. And sometimes it's a little more difficult. But that's, that's the first tweak. If you can go in. And w- what if I told you? What if I told you for every extra form field you have on your shopping cart, it's costing you 10% of your customers? For every form field you're losing, I'm not saying that's the exact number, what if I told you that? What if I told you that for every extra step you have, it's costing you 30% of your customers? Listen, the number may vary from, from company to the company, but that's the reality. Every time, it's like you're, you're putting hurdles and obstacles in front of your customer. You, you need some of them, yes, to make the purchase, but go in, ruthlessly rule out the ones that you don't need. So that's the first tweak. This, this slight change from four steps to two, look at that, 364% increase in conversion. Tweak number two. We see this in shopping carts. We see this on landing pages all over. Uh, if you've been on the call, I'm sure you, if you've been on web clinics before, I'm sure you've heard this principle. Tweak number two, eliminating competing options. Let me show you a case study. Here's a, here's a B2C company offering package vacation. And in this test, we focused on improving the checkout process. We asked them the question, which cart will generate the highest completion rate? And we use an A-B split test. Look at this. So the vacation site, they're selling vacation packaging. Here's the checkout process. You guys voted on this earlier. The original cart was simple, but they included three equally weighted options which the visitor had to select from. So they have their product, and they're going, and they have to choose, well, am I ready to check out, or do I want to add more activities, or do I want to view lodging options? These are important options, but listen, the way they displayed this made it cumbersome and difficult. You're forcing your customer right then and right there to choose between three different equally weighted options. Listen, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Let me show you the treatment, and we'll go here. All right, so here's the treatment. We took the page, we de-emphasized the the separate options, uh, and then focused the customer on a single, clear call to action, check out. So instead of having three equally weighted options, we enabled them. We actually led them. If you think about it, we led them through a process. If you just throw three options out, it's kind of like, well, which of the three that you, you, you want? As a marketer, you've got, you've got to go and you've got to kind of weed through that as much as possible for your customer. Lead them. Don't just throw options at them. Even if you have three options, weight them. You know, give priority to them. Which of the ones do you think is best for them? That, that, that's kind of the idea here. You don't have to strip all options out, but you need to sequence them. You need to to lead your customer. That's the idea. The gain here was incredible. It was a 37% increase in total cart conversions. So, and this is a landing page, but the principle applies. Not this, but this. Very similar to the example we just looked at. It's, it's interesting in this case. So the, the first page, not this, has three different equally weighted calls to action. Try, free trial, scheduled demo, demo, or contact me. In the marketer's mind, it makes sense to have three different separations because that might be what they wanted. But what's interesting about this is that all three of those buttons led to the same place. Why would you do that? Why would you put your customer through that hurdle just to lead them to the same place? Bottom line, by reducing this to a single call to action, directing the customer, we're able to increase conversion by 78%. Same here. Not this, but this. See, we had to keep the options. Oftentimes, you do have to keep the options. But listen, we directed them through one small call to action. 64% increase in conversion. So that's the second step right there. Get rid of 
eliminate as many competing options as possible. And here's tweak three. John, do you have something you want to say? Come on up, buddy. Actually, um, I've got a question from the audience here. Uh, Maria is actually asking, would related products be considered competing with what they've already chosen? And, and that's a really interesting question. I would say it depends. I would say if you've got somebody that's got a product um, that they've already selected and it's very similar and it's going to stop them from moving forward, then absolutely. But what if you're in a closed cart where you want to suggest maybe an upgrade to that product? It's related but in a sense, you're getting them to spend more per purchase than another. I would say in that situation, it's not competing as long as you help them understand the difference in value. So you want to be yeah. very careful. You want to choose products that complement each other but don't compete with each other lest you want to stop them yep. in the car. But, of course, test it. Don't take my word for it. Uh, yep. Yep. So let's talk about uh, another case study with uh, yep. tweak number three. Yep. So we've got a research partner, their one-stop, uh, or we had a research partner, one-stop vacation planning solution, allowed users to book vacation, rental, car rentals, and activities. Uh, our goal in this particular test was to take people who had selected something and to help them finish, just to help them complete their booking. So our question, which page will yield the highest conversion rate from billing information to confirmation? So let's take a look at the control. Very interesting. Let me point something out here. In the blue kind of section, it's visible, but you can't actually do anything yet. Um, so it almost is a little bit confusing. You know, the original cart was broken into two steps. It, they appear very unclear. The, you've got a horizontal flow. Um, you've got the shading. It's like they're trying to tell the customer what to expect, but by shading over all of the detail instead of revealing certain points. Well, let's take a look. Hey, hey, let me just say this, John, sure. because... Because this is an honest mistake. The marketer here is, has the right concept of what they're trying to do is they are trying to sequence the process. Right. But the problem is, is the way they go about doing it is it actually creates confusion. You know, first off, it's kind of a, a, kind of a horizontal flow going on at this point. And then, like, the shading out thing, especially if you can't click through it, it just... It just you want to do you want to input something but you can't you know right so, so I mean I, I I sympathize with the the creators of this page because I see them trying to do it but right. the execution is just what this is absolutely issue. so let's take a look at our treatment so we didn't necessarily change the steps that they were going through but we presented them in a sequence or in a format that would help orient the customer better they have an expectation of what they're seeing about a way in which they read from top to bottom, especially in buying online. So we've got a step indicator. You've got um, different headers. You've got, you know, things on top of each other. Uh, we really wanted to understand the effect of this. Uh, and there are some other elements we'll talk about in a little bit in addition to the orientation features, but that's really the common denominator. And the results? 36% more. Uh, so by clarifying the sequence, by helping... By doing things on the page that would allow the visitor to orient themselves faster, we're getting 36% more people yeah. to complete. Yeah, excellent, John. Thank you very much. And the main point there is this, and I, you may have seen this before, but you have precisely seven seconds to orient your visitor when they arrive. I mean, we're talking about not just from the PPC ad to your landing page. We're talking about when they decide they actually want to purchase something on your landing page and they make it in the shopping cart. Your shopping cart has to orient the visitor or else you'll lose them. The quickest way you'd lose your customer right now is through disorientation. And they'll just click the back button and they'll go to someone else's site that's easier and more clear to use. You have seven seconds to answer three questions in the mind of your customer. Where am I? What can I do here? And why should I do it? Now, there are a lot of things you can do to, 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 to answer those questions. 
uh, the page that John just showed us had a lot of different changes. Uh, but there's, there, there is one small thing, one tweak that you can make to your shopping cart right now that will help orient your customers. And here it is. Let me show you. A step indicator. See, that's what we added to this. Another, we'll go over some of the other things we did to orient the customer. But look, just by adding a step indicator, it helps right there in the top of the page, first seven seconds, first two inches, it tells them where they are in the process. Look at here. Here's another example of a step indicator. Just letting them know, hey, you're in step one of step three. It does two things. Number one, it, it helps them or it helps orient them, like orient them. It helps them figure out where they are in the process, but it also tells them, you know, this is only three steps. Uh, you, th- you'll be on step one, it's going to be quick. Step two, it'll be quick. And step three, you're out. That's what it does. Here's another one. This, one's a, a, this one was one that didn't require any CMS changing at all. It's just a, a simple visual you add to the top of the page indicating what step in the checkout process you are. So these are just, provi- this is a little more complicated one. This probably uh, was a bigger change, but you get the idea. Providing clear examples of where people are. This is a small change that you can go and you can make. Even if you have to make it in text, just let them know where they are when they're there. So some other changes. These might be more complicated or you might be able to do these a little simpler. But if we were looking at the page that John was just talking about, what are some other things we did to orient the customer? Well, first, we'd use the linear flow. Oftentimes, marketers, they think if we could just keep everything above the fold, that's, that's what we need to do, just everything above the fold. And so oftentimes, we get a horizontal flow. We end up with three, four columns. And the, honestly, that's just confusing to the customer. Customers read from top to bottom, left to right. So give the page a linear flow of false. We've just seen this test after test increase conversion. Another example, labeled information clusters. So this is just organizing your cart. If it's just a long, and we'll see, we'll see an example of this, but if it's just a long list of form fields and it doesn't feel like there's any coherence to, hey, I'm, I, now I'm entering personal information, now I'm entering shipping information, that's confusing and that's disorienting. Instant price summaries. This is, uh, this isn't, it, it, this is probably a little more complicated thing to add, but this we've seen have huge gains. If, if a customer can instantaneously, this actually reduces a step. They don't have to do the, the cart review, checkout. If it's instantly updating their price as they shop, as they add features, it's good to go. Making sure customer service, if they have any issues, they can, they can reach out. It's easy. It's right there at their fingertips. They'll choose to go with customer service if they have issues, if it's there. If it's not there, they're going to choose the, the big green back button. That's what they're going to do. And finally, and this is a small change, the language you use in your call to action can make a huge difference. Remember, you're answering, where am I and what can I do here? Well, the call to action button clearly states what they can do here. If it's something vague like next or register or submit or something like that, it's not... It's not communicating well enough what they actually are doing in this step. But if you can say something like, hey, what does that say? Book my vacation. If it says something like that, that's clear. That's letting them know what they're accomplishing in that moment at that step. We'll actually look at some other examples of some call to actions later. Tweak number four. Tweak number four. This is my favorite. It deals with value proposition. Express value in every step. Let me show you a really cool case study. So here's the background. It was a of-the-month club offering ongoing subscriptions for products like wine and cheese. 
This is test protocol 1362 from the Mech Labs library. And the goal here, like our other tests, was to increase conversion in the shopping cart. And we actually had three different treatments here, but here, here's, the here's the first control page. This is what we were given. Note that people are coming to this page. They've already been through a landing page and they've clicked the button to decide they're ready to, to, to sign up. They're ready to become a member. And so this is once they click that, once they're sold and they're in the shopping cart, this is the page they're given. Remember this from earlier. So here, here's, here's what we thought. Here's what our hypothesis. What if we took this page and we added value to it? If you look back at the previous page, it's mainly instructional. It doesn't have a lot of value. For, so the assumption here is that the value was communicated on the landing page and they've already made the decision. And so you don't need a whole lot of value in this stage. That's the assumption going on here. And we wanted to test that. We wanted to test adding value at this stage. So if you look here in the treatment, treatment number one, you see there in kind of the right hand column underneath the picture, there's member benefits. We're explaining the value of becoming a member here. Here's treatment two. We did it in a slightly different way. We actually emphasized the value even more here. We show a picture of the wine selection from the previous month. It's got four different wine selections. It provides a description. What this is doing is it's communicating the value of the membership. And this is, the, the next treatment's my favorite. This is a treatment where we actually integrated a personal note from the, from the vice president of product selection. So not only are we talking about the benefits of membership, but we're getting a personal note about, hey, this is why we're doing what we're doing. This is why we love to do what we're doing. And we're providing clear, more emphasized value of the product. So let me just go back through this. So the first, there's not any value. The, first, or the, the, the control, there's not much value. Treatment one, a little bit of value on the right-hand side. Treatment two, we're amping the value up even further. And treatment three was kind of a radical design where we even uh, got a personal explanation of the value. What do you think happened? Well, look at that. All the treatments increased conversion. And as you can see, there is a pattern in the increase. As we added value at this step, conversion increase. The more value we added, the greater lift we saw. And here's the big takeaway you need, to, you need to see from this. You cannot assume, we cannot assume that just because our customer clicked add to cart or checkout, they're done. They're still evaluating your product. We've seen over and over and over again that if you can add value through every step of the process, it will increase conversion. Now, there's simple ways, there's complicated ways to do this, and there's simple ways to do this. It can be as simple as just adding a paragraph of text explaining the value of the product. Test adding some bullet points featuring the value of the product when they get into the form field. In this example, we carried value through the actual shopping cart step and then the actual thank you page itself even has value integrated into it. We are carrying value throughout the entire process and that's, that's the, the observation. Here's an this example. So don't do this. I know you can't see it too well, but this is an example of, and, 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 and you, only the last step is the shopping cart piece, but listen, the PPC ad didn't have much value. The landing page didn't have much value and the shopping cart didn't have much value. So we took it. We amped the value up in the PPC ad. And we got a 21% lift just in the PPC ad alone. 
Then we went to the landing page and carried the value that was communicated in the PPC ad over to the landing page. And look, we got a 54% increase in conversion on the landing page alone. And then we even went a step further and, com- and com- continued to communicate the value in the form page. A 97% lift. The cumulative gain of all this was a 200 f- 204% increase in conversion and ultimately led to a 302% increase in overall projected revenue. The point is this. We cannot assume that our customer is sold in the shopping cart. We have to make sure that value is expressed through the entire process. That's tweak number four. Tweak number five. Justify every action. Every action that your customer takes in your shopping cart needs an explanation. Needs, look at, think of it like, uh, like a fulcrum. Think of it like every time you're asking someone to do something, they're weighing in their mind. Should I do this or should I not do this? What is the value of doing this versus what's going to cost me? Why should I do this and, and, and not this other? Why, why should I take this next step? Let me show you an example. This is a kind of an interesting case study, but we were working with a partner with an e-commerce site tell, selling textbooks to professors in an academic institution. So we're working with academics right now. Interesting case study. Here's step one of the shopping cart. Looks like a traditional shopping cart. Rather bland. There's not much text, just a bunch of forms. They decided they want to purchase this, so and now they're just feeling that. All this shopping cart is, at this point, is a utility. That's, in, that, that's the mind. of we're just, we're just, We just have a shopping cart that's just going to facilitate a transaction. Look at this. Step two. Form, 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 form. Step three, step four. Our hypothesis was, what if we came in there for the forms? What if we gave a reason? What if we justified everything we were asking from them? Let me show you what I mean. So we took it. We broke it up into five steps. That's essentially what was already broken out. But look at this. The front paragraph right here. Simple change. Notice the copy. You complete this registration so we can verify your instructor's status. Why are we asking you to complete this registration? So we can verify that you're an instructor. Once you've completed, you will be able to quickly request exam copies. There's justification for registering. Notice the copy in the second step. We're asking them to put in information about their school. Why would they need to do that? Why would they want to do that? Well, listen, locate the school where you teach. We can help you find your department. Once verified, we'll automatically ship your exam copy to this address. Point is this, you are telling them what you're going to do with the information. You're making it valuable for them. You're justifying every step. And again, we've done this through and through the process. Look at the, look at the, even the call to action is justifying. Confirm your order. Isn't that much more powerful than just next or submit? You're telling them this is what you're doing. You're confirming your order. And even further, send my examples to make sure all the information is correct. Please verify this stuff. So, so again, there's things we can do to improve this cart. But listen, you can go in right now, add some text, explain to your customers why it is you're asking what you're asking, why it is that you're, uh, re- you know, you're, you're, you're requesting their information. Give them a reason. If you're requesting their email, tell them, tell them you, you want to send them a confirmation, a receipt of their purchase. That's kind of the idea. The goal here was a 19% increase in conversions by just going through and providing justification for every action. Here's another example of it. Um, I think you guys understand the point. I'm going to move on to the final case study. I'm going to bring John Powell back up. Here's tweak number six. This might be the most 
simple tweak you can do. Intensify anxiety reduction. John, go ahead and lead us to this case study. Thanks, Austin. While I have the quick moment, Rick asked us earlier um, when it came to competing um, like buttons and things, he's got a category page with a number of products with each of them the identical add to cart. Well, um, in that case, what I would recommend that you do is it's got to be evident what they need to click on to get more information. Having all add to cart and the same thing is fine, but when you start making it that complicated and they stop and they can get confused, I'd get worried at that point. So just to answer your question there. But um, let's get back to the case study here in the last week. Or, um, uh, and what we've got here is something that we introduced at the very beginning, a website that sells retail and wholesale collector items. Again, we wanted to understand which version of the two is going to result in more conversions. And let's take a closer look at the control. Now, we had to ask ourselves, if you remember at the very beginning, this is the 20% drop-off. This is the area where we're trying to solve this mystery. And when we take a closer look at the page, one thing you need to be aware of is that these products are so expensive that people might not be able to use a credit card. So they might elect to use like a check, cashier's check, a wire, something that's a little bit more safer. But if you were this company, would you just accept that agreement and put it on hold? Or would you want to have some sort of reservation? Well, that's exactly what we've got going on. It's unclear why the credit card is required, even if it's not being used as the primary method of payment. Um, we also have a number of terms. Okay, how would that make you feel? Um, these guys really want to be sure, obviously, that you're committed, but to the point of what? Well, we had an idea. What would happen if we changed the tone of this? If we kind of addressed this anxiety? What would be the effect of that? So what did we do? Well, we added explanation. Um, uh, we let them know this is why. We've added security indicators. Again, these are expensive products. Finally, instead of putting the focus on the terms and conditions, they're there if you want them and you've got to agree to them. We put the focus on the guarantee that we're here, we're for you. We're not against you. We're not trying to stop you. What was the result? You saw it earlier. 4.51% increase, but the real result is in the profit and the yeah. revenue. Excellent, John. And I, I really like this example because it just illustrates with just a few small things. You just add a few images, a little bit of text. You can potentially increase conversion with a small tweak. So... Let's talk about anxiety for a second here. So John just showed us a case study where we addressed anxiety. Big thing you need to do, don't just throw testimonials on your page. Don't just throw seals on your page, images on your page. Identify where it is that's, what it is that's causing concern. If the cause of concern is quality, they're concerned about the quality, well, hey, provide a satisfaction guarantee. If the concern is reliability, you can provide a testimonial of a customer who liked the product, found it reliable, security, etc. You get the idea. The point is, don't just throw seals on your page. Find the right moment of concern. Address it specifically with the right corrective measure. And testimonials are good for this. You should go through your testimonials and organize them according to the concern that they're actually addressing. That would be uh, that would be probably one of the most effective things. Don't just throw testimonials on your page. So that are th that's the six tweaks. I hope you've made it through. We've gone through a lot of content, a lot of case studies, a lot of material, and hopefully you found the concepts. I just want to stop right now. I want to ask the audience: How are we doing on time? How are we doing with pace? Are you guys enjoying this? We have some time for live optimization. You guys, let me know. Do you do you, do you want to go to live optimization? What do you, what do you guys want to do?
All right, cool. Fantastic, good, okay, excellent, excellent, excellent. So John, uh, we're going to go to live optimization. One thing I do want to say before we go there is that we, so go ahead and get, start getting ready to set up. Uh, we we have the next clinic coming up. It's going to be a, a, a kind of a fun clinic as well as this one. We're going to be looking at the four most startling marketing discoveries we made in 2012. We're going to be looking at all our case studies. So I encourage you to take that link, uh, that link right there and, uh, and sign up while you can. Um, so let's go to live optimization. It uh, looks like I have some promotional slides here. looks like the marketing team has inserted them. Uh, so we have a course on value proposition development. This is a new course that Dr. Fulton McLaughlin just taught live. And uh, so it's, it's up brand spanking new. Check that out. It's very valuable. A lot of marketers are jumping into it and finding it valuable. Uh, second thing here is uh, we are running a special report. You can get access to the special report. What we want to do is we, we need your insights on metrics. So go to this link, uh, get the special report, answer a few questions about how you use metrics, enable us to uh, actually run a really effective survey, and uh, hopefully you'll find that valuable. So without further ado, John Powell, we're doing live optimization. We're looking at a page right now submitted by Diane. So Diane, thank you for the submission. Thanks for the courage of uh, putting the page in front of us. And I'm going to turn it over to John now. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Before I do that, before I do that, I want to talk, I just want to see if you guys have got kind of the things we've been talking about. They look at the shopping cart page here on the right. This <coughs> looks a lot like a case study that we just ran. So, <laughs> so try to be kind, but go ahead and let me know what would be, if you can recall the six tweaks we just talked about, what would be one of the first, and, and let's limit ourselves to small things. Let's try to help them before the holiday season. What would you change right now? What would you change on this shopping cart? Waiting for your interest to come to reduce the number of pages. We're just looking at one page, Rick. All I right. Think, yeah, we've got the steps to the current page. I see. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. the shopping cart page. You've got an individual point, product page. It looks like a category page. So possibly the optimization is there, right? Um, steps horizontally Rick. down the page. There's a good one. Too much at once. Overwhelming. Read down, right? I think that's a good point with uh, uh, Nina there. Too much. It's overwhelming. Look at the three columns. Okay, this is good stuff. So, John, I want to turn it over to you right. and ask you, what are some small things that if you were working on this page, you can right. go back and, and make right now? Right. So, one thing you really need to keep in mind, you've got probably older <laughs> target audience. So, um, they're going to be extremely skeptical. They're going to be much more skeptical, um, especially with this process. So, you've got some credibility indicators Right, but they're buried in the footer. What if you just used a little bit of code magic, even if you didn't change anything else, but you brought some of those right by the place your order button, um, you know, or right at the right time? That you may be, you may capture an additional group of people that are still feeling a little bit nervous. And I see we're bringing up the page here um, uh, on our screen here. Another thing that I would do is, okay, I imagine it's probably going to be tough to go into that linear format. I agree with the audience. That's one of the things that I would do is just one, two, three. But in this case, maybe you can write up some code that doesn't necessarily have them there, but doesn't show them at all. As they finish one step, the next step appears. And as they finish the next step, the final step appears. Like that may be something that you can quickly do with some code that will give them the effect of one step at a time on a single yeah. page. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's some other things that you can uh, do. Uh, you, can, you could add a little bit of more explanation. But, and then you've got the color of the buttons for the next step. You've got two blue buttons in the first step. Which one do I pick? I've got to really look. Um, so a, a better use of color. So maybe put a more defined color on that next step. And then on the save address, maybe something grayed out. 
You don't want to really pay attention to the friction factor here, factor yeah. here yeah. and really talk to your developers about how you can get the effect of one step at a time without actually creating a whole new page. Yeah, and we saw an example of this earlier where it looks like they are graying out the second and third step. It's all on the same page. They're trying to make it feel easy by putting it all on the same page, but you've actually caused the reverse to happen. When you come to this page, it feels overwhelming, okay? And But I, I, mean, I, I see what you're doing there. One thing I want to say, this might be a small change. Now, I'll let you loose on larger changes here in a minute, but like a small change that we could do. This is electric fireplaces, all right? This is a very uh, aesthetic purchase, right? right? Could you add an image of what they're purchasing here in this stage? Remind them of the value that they're getting. Well, yeah, and if you take a look at the shopping cart summary over there, yeah. um, one it's thing big, they can it's do, so it's, it's an icon. So yeah. maybe you could talk to your developer and say, what if we actually just increase the whole size, yes. border to border, and then put the description under it? Yep. Yep. So at that point, they're remembering why they got to the cart. They're seeing the beauty of the and fireplace. The they know it's, it's the right you don't even I mean, you're focused on the left of the time. You don't even necessarily see that right away. So. Right. So, John, those are small tweaks. I've kind of held you back. If well, there's something like a big change that you would do this page, maybe after the holiday season, what would it throw be? Throw it out. I mean, sorry. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and, and I, say that, I say that kindly, um, really taking the audience from what they've learned, going down that linear path. And, and I like the suggestion of keeping the order information on the right, you can test, you know, everything visible. You can do um, an accordion base. We've seen some success, but I can't say it's a, as a rule. What do you mean by accordion base? Um, so you only show one step at a time, but you show them the other steps, and they're stacked. Oh, I see. So some of the, you know, people so are they familiar. Ex they expand right. as you go. Right, they expand kind of like an accordion, right. Okay. Um, so that would be some of the longer-term type of change that I would go with, too. All right, all right. Well, let's move on to the next page. This is submitted by Brandon. Uh, it is a... Uh, a health and wellness company selling mostly weight loss products. And we look like we're three steps into the process on the cart page. Uh, audience, go ahead and let us know. What would you do? Now, again, just want to see. What would you do to this shopping cart page? Red checkout button, no. Uh, remove the distractions already. Uh, what else do we have? Too, Too many, many boxes. boxes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Go to the gym instead. Wow. I like, yeah. Let's call I'm not action. sure that was one of the small tweaks we mentioned today, but right. All right, John. So let me let you loose on this page. What what are some small things that you could help Brandon out here with this shopping cart page? Now you're going to have to talk to your developers, but they might be able to work it out in such a way that that new customer returning customer section can be hidden from that and made as a pop up. So you hit you have one single checkout button that says you're ready to go, go, and then you could have a little pop over that says very quickly, do you want to are you a new customer or do you want a returning customer? I mean, I'm talking in terms of small changes. So talk to your developers. See if there's a way. Because you're right, audience, there's just too much. Um, maybe even reducing that. Because notice that you've got a lot of secure, you've got a lot of this, a lot of that. But, proxim but proximity is really important when it comes to anxiety. You want to have the guardrail where they're going to fall off the mountain, not before they get onto the mountain. So if you're using those things and it's just making it harder for them to see what's next, get rid of them, move them. Good. Okay. to the submit or, you know, portion of the order on the next and the following pages. That's just some very quick, and that'll clean it up, help them clearly understand this is the next step, this is how I get there. Okay. I want to say one thing. I mean, we talked about multiple calls to action, competing objectives. If I'm counting right here, you have one, two, three, four different buttons, and it seems like they're somewhat out of sequence. Right. Can you reduce that in any way? 
So, Brandon, can you go there? I mean, are all those options, all those, I mean, and there's three green ones and one red. I don't know what well, you even want me to do. Take your promo code, for example. I mean, I, my wife, I watch her shop all the time online. She was on Ann Taylor. Ann Taylor, listen up. You know, they, she was going to quit on her, like, $200 order because she couldn't find the promo code box. And banner blindness could very well keep somebody from seeing it. So what if you just took that box and inserted it right above the tax and the total so they could then put it there next to where they care about it find it and do something with it. Excellent. That, and that would help reduce the clutter. It would also help them find it easier. All right, we have a question come in here. It says, do you think a one-page checkout process that scrolls is favorable to several pages, chunking the information collection into sections? So a one-page that scrolls or several pages? I think, I think it's going to, uh, you're going to hate what I have to say. It's going to depend. Yeah. It really is. Number one, you're going to want to test that. We've seen it um, go both ways. We've seen it go both ways. And I really believe that it depends on the type of information that you're asking for and the amount. Because in some cases, if you're asking for a lot and it just seems like it's going and going and going forever, you're going to have an effect on them. But if, um, and that's where multiple quick steps, kind of like the TurboTax approach, sorry, you know, sorry H&R, but, um, you know, that TurboTax approach. But then if really it's standard, then try one-page scrolling as long as it's clear. People are willing to scroll. There is no fold. I hate the fold. Um, so give it a shot, but definitely test it. it. I can't say one way or the other without a test. All right, I'm going to go to another page real quick. Let's get as many as we can before we go today. So here's the next page. It was submitted by Daniel. Uh, and I'm just going to, I'm going to go straight to John here. John, what would you do? What kind of tweaks could Daniel make to this shopping cart page to increase conversion? There's one thing that you can do without messing the page totally up. The first thing that I look at is details and shipping and then payment, and then I'm like, what now? Take that about you box and put it next to payment and move details and shipping to the far left. Then when people are looking, that's the first information they're looking for coming out of the product page. They're looking for that. So they're searching for it. When they search for it here, they miss about you, and now they're lost. So if you just switched it, get a developer say, hey, can you switch it? Then you orient them saying details and shipping about you payment. It all of a sudden it begins to make sense. Um, some other things that you could do if you have any uh, guarantees um, that you can do, just pop them right below the place order. Um, and there is very little anxiety reduction on right. this page. And you know about you bill to address line. You know where's the shipping? Um, is that going to come up? So communicate that it's yeah. coming, even in a little text link or something that. There's got to be some sort of communication. That could be a quick tweak that you could do. Daniel, you could potentially use that white space at the bottom for credibility indicators, if, if possible. Right. You could throw up some, some images of you know, secure satisfaction guarantee, some of the things we looked at earlier today. I want to say one thing about value here. The, the button place order, is that saying anything about the value of the product? Could you potentially reword that slightly? Do you have control over that? If you do, you could say something like, you know, receive your product, you know, you know, have your right. product sent to you or get it in like three days or... Right. And this comes from our understanding of not, for example, if you have a closed cart, that would definitely work. But if not, again, there may be an opportunity, um, place order or, you know, get your furniture, like if you have a common thing, yes. a common product, then you yes. can infuse some of that value right into the button. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We have time for one more. And audience, I want to get your feedback on this right now. John's <laughs> Shoes. And we're not talking about the John here in the studio. Uh, John Shoes, what would you do? Let's, 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 one last test. See if you're able to identify some tweaks you can make to the shopping cart to increase conversion. What would you do? 
Too many buttons, I see. Add an image. This is good. Too many buttons would translate into competing calls to action. Add an image would be value. Uh, diminish non-checkout buttons. Button prominence is wrong. John, tell me, what do you think about the audience suggestions and what would you do to this shopping cart page? You know, the audience, I've I got to give credit to the audience who really learned a lot today because those are a lot of the things. And, in, and I wouldn't just add the image. I would make the image one of the primary focal points because we're talking shoes. Why yeah. do people buy shoes? Right. You know, they're not buying it because it's comfortable unless this is particularly a, a comfort place. Some are, but the look, you know, they... It is a very aesthetic person. There's an aesthetic element. You want to reemphasize that here. And if you can add that image, that would be great. Um, the buttons, you know, the whole... Why would somebody want to continue shopping? You've got four buttons. One well, of those, why, you know, empty basket, even update, if you, continue shopping, checkout. So here's one thing you could do. What if you stacked them in the proper order yep. as opposed to... And then actually gave more size to one or actually kept the... Um, checkout button and then make the other ones text links. So you want to help them understand how do I go and then move it, this, the, the checkout button under the subtotal because that's where people, that's where their focal point is. They're not looking anywhere else. And, and notice what John's doing here. This is kind of happening kind of naturally for him. He is, he is helping. He's leading the customer using iPath, right? He's de-emphasizing some of the elements. He's emphasizing other elements. And so that's kind of what you have to do when you're looking at your shopping cart. I want to give credit also to the audience. We've got remove left navigation bar. I agree. That has helped tremendously in a lot of the tests that we've done in reducing the competing calls to action, even if they're secondary, that can have an effect. All right. Well, that is all the time we have today. Appreciate your your, uh, focus on the clinic today. Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments live web clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics, as well as receive access to $10 million worth of internet marketing research at Marketing Experiments.